everybody. Thank you for listening to today's podcast about finding joy in singing. If you are anything like us, then you have probably put so much technical work into your training, which you definitely need to do. But sometimes we forget that there is another aspect of singing, which is the joy that it can make you feel. You probably remember feeling that joy in a high school choir class or maybe your middle school musical, whatever it was. And now you realize that you haven't really allowed yourself to feel that way for a while. So let's explore together why that is and how we can bring it back into our daily singing. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. My name is Mariah Wilcox from Take the Stage of the Opera podcast, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Evan Dunn. Hey, everybody. So the last couple of months, our listenership has really grown, and we've enjoyed getting to know some of you on social media. We have listeners in 34 countries now. Ah! And our downloads are growing each month. It's really exciting to realize that there are so many other singers and artists out there, and they want to have these same conversations that we have. And it's time for singers to champion their own careers. That's really been our message. And um, we want to make music and love it, not just because someone else wants us to Mm -hmm. make music. It really has been super fun to connect with our listeners. Um, We've been coming up with some new content that should help us connect even more. Should we talk about that? Let's do it. Actually, first I want to say, I was talking to one of my voice students today. And she's been listening to the podcast and she was like, I did not know that Evan was so funny. (laughs) I was like, yeah, he's pretty funny. So she's been enjoying it. Wow. I'm funny. Thank you. Thank you, Annie Buna. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about some of our content. Okay. So first of all, we are working on some product giveaways that are pretty exciting, actually. Like I want to take play, like take part of the giveaway, but I can't because I'm the one giving it away. That's called ethics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we just emailed these people. Can you send free stuff for us to give away to ourselves? We pretend to give it away on Instagram <laughs> and then keep it. So anyway, if you would like to pers- participate in those, make sure that you follow our social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, our Patreon community too, which our Patreon is patreon.com slash take the stage opera. We also have some fun and inspiring content that we are filming to start sharing on TikTok, which is a little cringy because we are very old, but (laughs) (laughs) But we're doing it. Um, And maybe the biggest one that we are doing is we are working on building some courses that we can offer to you guys with tons of information about finances, mental health, vocal health, all the things. So keep in touch and let us know what you feel is stopping you or what you just are confused about in this career and we will find some experts to come talk to us about those things. Yeah. So one more way that um, we would like to be able to hear from you and get insights about how we can help you better is by um, you leaving reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, The exception is Spotify and Google. You cannot leave reviews, but wherever else you listen, um, we have a goal to get 50 reviews by the end of April. 
We're almost halfway there, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the 20s somewhere. And we'd love it if you could help us reach that goal. Yeah, we would. So I just have to say that since we are talking about finding joy in singing today, that this podcast has been a source of joy for me in my own singing. We have received messages from singers saying that they feel inspired to keep working or to change the voices in their heads and believe new thoughts about themselves. And that really inspires me. And just like getting to talk with people about these sorts of things inspires me and helps me more enjoy my art. Yes. And so just a really huge thank you to all of our fabulous listeners. We believe in you and we appreciate you supporting us in our work. And so, yes, talking about finding joy. Let's first talk about where we first discovered the joy of singing. Do you remember where you first felt that joy, Mariah? Um, <clears throat> not really, because I've always enjoyed mm-hmm. singing. Like, I think I've told the story before of like how I decided I was going to be a singer and I was like six. Yeah. You know, so I've, I just kind of have always had a joy in singing. I do remember in um, 10th grade, choir with Mr. Hicks. Love him. We sang a gospel spiritual piece called Ride on King Jesus. And I grew up in a very, very conservative Christian evangelical church that didn't have fun music. (laughs) And um, I just had kind of like, it had been implied all my life that like worship music was not allowed to be fun. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, you know, I really enjoyed singing these gospel spiritual pieces, but I sang that piece on stage and like actually felt like the spirit, like, you know, some sort of testimony of, you know, Jesus loves me type of thing. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. You just like feel alive and excited and all of that. Yeah. In no way that you know, the hymns of my church ever did, you know, because they're kind of boring. I like a few of them, but they're kind of boring, you know? Right. So that's probably one of the first times, I guess, I mean, it was a joyous occasion. I don't know that it was joy specifically, but I like felt something in singing. Yeah. So I remember singing in church as a child, singing solos. And I remember sitting by the piano while my siblings practiced the piano or like I remember going to these really long orchestra concerts because in in our community orchestra was really big and really important and um, they could only rent out the concert hall one night so they'd have every single grade level do their concert. <laughs> oh my god! And so we and parents they and didn't all, do it in the gym. No. <laughs> so parents also usually had multiple kids in the orchestra program, so they'd end up having to stay there for hours and hours. But I remember when it got to the older kids in the orchestras feeling so inspired watching them with their instruments. And um, it was just kind of like my whole self was waking up as I'd listen to this. And this is kind of funny, but I remember my mom even dropping me off at concerts because she didn't have time to go to concerts. But for some, even when I was like eight years old, I just felt like I wanted to go to these concerts. And so she would drop me off. And I remember sitting there by myself, just like a little boy looking around. (laughs) So cute. But um, music really helped me to experience so many emotions that I could try to ignore, you know, sometimes bad emotions, not always just joy. But Yeah, even though it did bring me a lot of joy. Anyway, I remember feeling um, joy while singing in choir in high school like you. Mm -hmm. And even though (laughs) 
choir is very challenging for me now. Ugh, and same. I'm sure it is for a lot of you too. Which... And it's not even challenging. Like I just despise it. No. <laughs> like I cannot handle it. I know opera singers who still love singing in I choirs. Know. And whenever they say that, I'm like, my hat off to you because yes. I struggle. <laughs> I cannot do it. I try. Oh, no. Struggle. (laughs) So do you still feel that much joy in your singing? And if not, how did you change that? And why did you change it? Well, I guess we should both take turns in answering this. Should I go first? Yeah, sure. Well, I think I knew from a young age that I'd work in music in one form or another. Um, Like I remember thinking maybe I'd be an orchestra conductor or something. But when I got to college and started working specifically on my voice it basically became a job over time, right? And so I was working so hard on my technique, which I do not regret at all. I think that some people think that overall we put too much emphasis on technique, and that's fine. But I personally am thankful for every second of technical training I have, and I continue to work technique, but it needs to be balanced with this practicing joy, feeling excitement in the music. And I really believe that it's, like a practice, you know, you have mm-hmm. to practice feeling joy. You have to practice loving what you do. And um, you all know that I write my morning pages. I do thought work and all of this is practice so that I can cultivate that joy in my singing. Yes. So I've been trying to gain that back. Thanks to Karen Cargill. <gasps> yes, Karen. I love her. Um, And also just a side note about morning pages or like artist pages. I'm going to be making some like really cute ones here pretty soon in the future to like put out on our Instagram so people can like print them off and do their morning pages on those. So yay, I might actually do them if they're cute. So. It, no, it actually makes a big difference. My, right. Like I have to specifically buy my journal so that I'll be interested in writing in it. Like the way that it looks is important to me. Honestly, (laughs) my mom bought me a journal in 2015. That is this horror. I hope you're not listening, mom, but it's this horrible pink color. And I like the color pink, but not that shade of pink. And it's like a leather bound, thick journal that should be really nice, but it's ugly. And so I never (laughs) write in it. Yeah, totally. So you talked about how you are really grateful for all of the time you've spent on technique. And what I think is really important is that we have this basis of vocal technique that we can then create artistry with. If you didn't have your vocal technique, you wouldn't be able to be, you wouldn't be able to have all the artistry that you do have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most of us agree with that. But there has, I feel like there's kind of this conversation of like, eh, we talk about technique too much. Yeah. You know, or... Whereas I feel like technique is what allows me to feel artistic and to feel comfortable in my voice. Yeah, but no, I do get this like focus on technique too much. And that definitely has happened to me. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) So I know we need to finish your story before we get to my story. But before we go any further, I wanted to know how you define joy. And I know that we have had private conversations about developing joy and how that can turn into toxic positivity. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So I certainly don't have all the answers, but in the last year or so, as I've been working on my mental health, my thoughts, and I've started to think about joy, not so much as a feeling that is in opposition to sadness or heartache or pain or whatever, frustration, boredom, you know. It's not like I'm either feeling joy or I'm feeling bad. Mm -hmm. I try to envision that all of these feelings and so many other 
I try to em- envision that all of these feelings are part of my joy. Yeah. So they aren't really in opposition to each other, but rather they're like a part of one big whole thing. And at the center of joy for me is really trying to be at peace with myself, at peace in my world and my relationships, at peace with my voice. Yes. <laughs> Knowing that there are so many emotions every day that aren't happy, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess I would say in answer to the question about toxic positivity that I try to feel each emotion whether it's sadness, anger, heartache, and even joy, and recognize how real it is. And I try to mourn when I need to mourn, and I try to deal with the negative things that are going on with my life. And I just do not believe in pretending that things are okay when they're not. And that would be toxic positivity to me. Yeah, I got mad at, really mad at something that happened in my life last night, and I like thought about it and I was like you know what I'm just gonna like be calm and like just like not be angry about this and then I was like no I'm allowed to feel anger and I have just been like shoving my anger down my entire life and I was like no I'm gonna this was not okay and I'm gonna be angry about it (laughs) exactly no I I really love that so I do try to recognize that overall I get to choose how I see my life And I know for, you know, a lot of us, especially if we felt like we have really hard lives and things that can be hard to believe, but I choose to see that I'm powerful and that I'm powerful enough to make positive and joyful choices each day. And those choices help to bring me to what I want to be, even if things are hard or frustrating, you know, I can try to um, choose to be powerful and make Mm -hmm. a choice. So joy So the joy is that I get to choose. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in your heart that you don't get to choose or that you're stuck and that there's no growth for you, that's really miserable. Exactly. And I've also had, do still have that kind of mindset in my life. And I'm trying to get over that. We have to fight it. Even today, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I had a situation. I was just so frustrated and I couldn't get something off my mind. Mm -hmm. And I just had to like keep coming back to my thoughts and saying, am I telling the truth? Mm. Or what choices do I have in this situation as opposed to like trying to control someone that's driving me crazy right. or whatever? Well, and like with that situation from the other night, like had I just like shoved it deep down, I would still be miserable today. But because I like spend time to actually be angry about it, I feel like I can move on much more easily from it than I have in similar situations in the past. Right. Yes. So Mariah, let's jump to you and Mm -hmm. um, then we'll kind of share our current journeys and how things are going. But okay. I feel like I have gained and lost um, feeling joy in my singing several times in my career. When I first started singing, I always knew that I wanted to be an opera singer, but I I kind of got to college and all, all we did at my undergrad was classical. They didn't offer anything else. And I was like, well, I want to try other things and classical singing is hard and I'm not super good at it. So like I was like angry that I had to do opera, but, and so I just like didn't find a lot of joy in singing, but then I went to my teacher and I was like, I don't want to sing this music anymore. I'm going to pick my rep from now on. And he was like, all right. I was a little bit of a diva. (laughs) And, And so I started picking things that I wanted to sing and found after like a year of doing this and then moving to a new teacher as well that I really found just this like 
beautiful feeling that singing classical music is for anyone who is a classically trained singer you kind of like know this feeling of of singing do you know do you know Mm -hmm. this feeling yes definitely and I just like I had never really like felt this feeling before and I just was like okay yeah this is what I want to do with the rest of my life and then I went to I you know I took a couple of years off before I went to grad school and um kind of was just surviving in singing because I had a full-time job doing something else that took a lot of my time and made me tired every day and I didn't want to practice and didn't have the vocal stamina to practice and so you know when I practiced it was just survival mode basically for three years and so I really did not find joy in singing again until probably I was cast in Don Giovanni and that was a role that I really loved and put a lot of time and effort into and that's really where I found the joy of singing again. But then again, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, so. it's kind of a growing thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, I've heard you say before that you wish that you could just sing every day of your life. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be... Well, know. I have found the joy of singing again, thank heavens. And I, I think it's actually because of the situation that I've been put in this past year with with covid not being able to like you know feel like i'm furthering myself in the opera world and not having any gigs at, at any time and not really being able to do much but also these like vocal issues that i've kind of talked about in the past where there are just weeks at a time where i cannot sing and i when i when that problem went away earlier this year I was, I just like started singing for fun. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna put any sort of like strain on myself anymore to put my aria package together and get it perfect for an audition. Like I'm just gonna sing arias because I want to sing arias. And I really, it like brought me so much serotonin (laughs) that I hadn't had in a long time. And it probably helps you to sing even better than when you're like trying to be perfect. Yes. And so I kind of have come to this just realization that I don't ever want to sing to be perfect or good anymore. I just want to sing to communicate and to bring joy to myself. I love that so much. In fact, one of the affirmations that I say to myself is like, I deserve to sing bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You're allowed. And it like helps me to feel much more relaxed that I Mm -hmm. don't have this pretend standard for my singing. So I know for me, like with other practices that I do, I've been trying to literally take time while I'm practicing to think about what I love about my voice. And Mm -hmm. like I said, this is um, due to working with Karen Cargill and she like invited me to think about what Mm -hmm. I like about my voice. And I was like, wait, I can do that. (laughs) I'm allowed to like my voice. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I started thinking about that. What parts of my voice make me feel excited? Mm -hmm. What makes me feel joyful while I'm singing? Even if it's a note, one note, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and also what parts of my voice feel terrifying or incomplete, just Mm -hmm. like allowing myself to feel that. And all of those things have helped me to feel alive as a performer. And it helps me to share more when I feel alive. So I think that is another aspect of joy in singing for me. I think I mentioned earlier how music made me feel 
very alive as a kid and feel a lot of emotions while watching concerts and things. So yes, I am starting to be able to feel so much more joy each day in my singing. And it's still hard to start sometimes or I get frustrated if my voice feels worse than yesterday or if I if it feels scratchy or whatever. But as I've been practicing these new thoughts, I feel more at peace with my voice and my current spot in my journey. Yes. I know that you feel like you have this like very set deadline for when you need your voice to be ready because you're trying to move to Germany. But if I can share (laughs) what I have started doing is that when I have a bad day singing, I just stop singing and I go home and I'm just like, I don't need to like, it doesn't feel good to sing today. And that's what is most important to me right now. That's awesome. I really love that. So to our friends listening out there, if you feel that you have lost some joy in your singing, remember that you're powerful and capable. You can practice new thoughts that can spark more joy in your art, just like how you used to feel it as a kid. Yes, and the world needs your voice, not just your voice, but your whole self. And if you are feeling dead, then try to spark some creativity and imagination imagination in your world and discover what brings you joy. So stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage. In, in Boca, Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 